Well, hi, this is your old friend Bill. Whenever I find myself in Davis, I'm busy putting the fun in fundraising. But when I'm not, I always listen to KDVS 90.3 FM. And you should, too. Go Aggies! This is Radio Parallax, a slightly different perspective from a slightly different view, with topics that include matters in science, technology, history, politics, current events, and whatever we damn well please. And now the host of Radio Parallax, Douglas Everett. Welcome to the program, and Merry Christmas. This is our special Christmas holiday show, and we figure that if you're listening to us today, you perhaps are in a car coming home from uh, holiday festivities Or you might be on the job somewhere in a hospital, in a firehouse, police station, working as, uh, you know, we all need to do sometimes on holidays if we are in a profession that requires us to ignore the calendar and realize that we're needed 365 days out of the year. So to all of you having that kind of Christmas, uh, well, we wish you the best and hope we can do something in the next hour to, uh, to lighten your day a bit. Returning to Radio Parallax now is Connecticut Senator Joseph Lieberman, candidate for the Democratic nomination for president. Welcome back, Senator. Yes, good to be here again, Doug. Good to be here. Senator, how do you respond to polls showing you drawing only 7% of the vote in the Granite State of New Hampshire? Poppycock, Doug. Poppycock. Our own internal polls show us racing up like a bullet, Doug. We are this close to double digits now. Our fundraising has spiked because our message is finally starting to sink in. The Uh Lieberman bandwagon is not sinking, Doug, Uh but rather sinking in to voters. Well, what is your message exactly, Senator? The message is that we do not agree with the evil, corrupt Bush administration, except when it comes to foreign policy. Uh We don't oppose this war. We just oppose the negative feelings this war causes. That's all. Uh, Senator, you're apparently Brian Hartwick, your deputy campaign director, actually said that, quote, our fundraising has spiked as a result of both the Gore endorsement and capture of Saddam Hussein. Now, surely, uh, Senator, you haven't found that your campaign has been given a boost by Al Gore's endorsement of Howard Dean, have you? Well, yes, it has. In fact, I'm getting a whole sympathy backlash kind of effect here. And we're most happy about that, I must say. You know, I mean, look, you dance with the girl you take to the ball, don't you? You uh-huh. dance with her all night long. You wine and dine her. You don't suggest you take a cab home. I mean, hey, look, Al and I had forged a relationship, or so I thought. Look, I believe that once he sees Dean as a flash in the pan, which is what he is, he'll come running back. Running! In fact, I wouldn't even rule out accepting Al as my vice president. In fact, I'll say it right here. He was the best VP this nation ever had, and I would welcome him back any day. Well, that's quite a scoop for our program, Senator. Have you ever read the story of the prodigal son, Doug? Uh, so you see it like that. Al may come back to your fold eventually. I, I, yes, I suggest you reread that excellent passage. All right, well, it's very, very topical for the season. I may well do that. Um, Senator, Howard Dean uh, is actually doing quite well in New Hampshire. It appears he's drawing 46% in the polls. Uh, how do you react to that? We don't look at the poll numbers, and we don't really put that much stock in that kind of thing. Look, I maintain we are shooting up. We're racing like a one-horse open sleigh, Doug. Or for my African-American friend celebrating Kwanzaa, like a V8 LTD. Or for my brethren celebrating Hanukkah, we are driving like Jehu. Who who is Jehu again? 
Jehu was the biblical king who drove his chariot like a bat out of hell. Have you ever you ever seen Charlton Heston in Ben Hur, Doug? Kind of like that, eh? Yeah, yes. He was the Richard Petty of chariot racing. Senator, you uh, you apparently have slammed Howard Dean for his assertion that quote the capture of Saddam has not made America safer. Yes. Unquote. Do you, do you honestly think the capture of Saddam Hussein in some ways made this country safer? Absolutely, 100% positive, Doug. Look, Why? this is very serious. I have seen intelligence myself that he has been working around the clock trying to subvert America from his underground lair. In what way? Saddam was apparently the driving force behind the breakup of Ben and J-Lo. Really? Apparently it was Saddam who kept pointing out to Ben that she really does have kind of a fat ass. He's evil, Doug. That's very surprising. He is ruthless, and he'll stop at nothing to bring his nefarious plans to fruition, Doug. By separating America's sweethearts, he thought he could undermine our morale, but it did not work. We caught him. We caught him before he could do any more harm, and thank God we did. I guess we're tougher than that. We are absolutely number one. We are number one, and God bless America, Doug. And I am not just saying that as some way of getting votes. I absolutely mean it. Well, Senator uh, Joseph Lieberman, thank you very much for returning to our program. Uh, we, we wish you a good Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, New Year's uh, hiatus here in your campaign, and, and I guess things will resume in January. Thank you. I'll be back. When I get to double digits, I am coming back on, Doug. All righty. Also having something of a blue Christmas is Martha Stewart, who said on Larry King's show on CNN Tuesday that her legal woes have curtailed her holiday plans. Quote, it's the saddest holiday ever. It's an unwelcome time for me. Very unwelcome. I generally have a Christmas party, but this year I'm only having a small family party. Stewart's criminal trial on securities fraud and conspiracy charges is scheduled to begin January 12th. I'll have a blue Christmas without you I'll be so blue And our final item in a blue Christmas motif is the fact that, according to actor Sylvester Stallone, Rocky VI will be a reality. Yes, Sylvester Stallone apparently told gossip columnists Liz Smith and Cindy Adams that Rocky VI is going to be a movie. He claims that uh, he apparently told them that the problems he was having getting it made by himself and with his producer friend Erwin Winkler was not money. Smith said no to hear Stallone, quote, It was never about money. It was about Irwin wanting a fresh and different story. And now we got one. This is the bottom line. Well, to some of you, I suppose that news about Rocky Six is good news. But for me, <laughs> having seen what Sylvester Stallone did after the original Rocky to Rockies 2 through 5, well, that just gives me a bit of a blue Christmas. I'll have a On a happier note, we would like to report that on the planet Mars this Christmas Day, the European Space Agency's Beagle 2 probe should have parachuted down to the surface and hopefully will start reporting on what it is finding.
There's actually an orbiter that goes with that, the Mars Express from the European Space Agency that should be in orbit around the planet, to be followed in the next couple of weeks by two NASA probes that have orbiters and landers both. Now, um, there were seven spacecraft headed toward Mars. One of them was the Japanese Nozomi, which unfortunately ran out of propellant. They were not able to adjust its trajectory to where it could go into orbit around Mars. Mars has a habit of uh, thwarting two out of three missions that are sent to it. There were seven headed. Uh, one has failed. Hopefully, we can report uh, by the next program next week on the success of the European Space Agency's probe. Unfortunately, we're recording this program Tuesday. And we would like to thank, speaking of that, Heather Klinger, one of our fellow uh, radio host from KDVS for playing this program for you this holiday. We would like to point out to you that uh, when one of these uh, probes, I forget which one of them, the NASA probes, lands on Mars on the 4th of January, we will be covering the event for you in Pasadena, California, where the Planetary Society will be hosting a unique public celebration titled the Wild About Mars Weekend. We enjoy very much attending similar events and have done so in the past, and uh, and we're really looking forward to this one. We hope that the world is a safer place uh, this Christmas holiday, but uh, to be honest, we're not terribly convinced that the capture of the former Iraqi dictator Saddam Hussein will make it so. Now, we people expressed some surprise that we didn't cover this event on our last program, but to be perfectly honest with you, in spite of the hoopla, we don't consider this to be a terribly big story. It's pretty clear to me that Saddam Hussein has not been directing operations in Iraq from his uh, his cubby hole, his spider hole, as it was labeled by a U.S. military personnel. Um, rather, it appears that people from all over the Arab world and other people in the other members of the Ba'athist party in Iraq um, have been making revenge attacks against our military forces overseas. So um, I suppose it's good that uh, Saddam has been taken into custody. There's one less thing to worry about. But um, I, I really don't understand why the Democrats are criticizing Howard Dean for making the comment that we really aren't any safer uh, thanks to capturing Saddam. I think that Dr. Dean is absolutely right when he says that. And this might be a good moment to inject a poll, a couple of polls here. One from The Week magazine, which was a reciting of the Bloomberg News University of Maryland poll, which we may have mentioned on the last show, but if we didn't, I don't remember if we did, uh, I found it fascinating and worth repeating that most Americans think that finding Osama bin Laden is, is more important to winning the war on terror than Iraq. 75% said capturing bin Laden should be the U.S.'s central focus. Incidentally, 21% said capturing Saddam and rebuilding Iraq is more important. What surprises me is the way people were treating this as a, a public relations coup for, for Bush. Well, in the short term, perhaps it is, but the fact of the matter is our casualties, unfortunately, I'm afraid are going to continue until we address the issue of what we can do about getting out of Iraq, which I think was a very ill-advised conflict. We certainly wish the best on this holiday season for anyone in uniform, all of our forces who are serving overseas in Iraq. Um, we'd just like to point out that we think that uh, we, if we're going to put Americans in harm's way, it should be for a very good cause. I, I'm not convinced that this one was, but again, we do wish the best 
for this holiday season for people who, who are doing their duty in Iraq. I did notice one interesting poll on MSNBC in the wake of Saddam's capture. They asked people, "Do you are you going to be more likely to vote for Bush, less likely to vote for Bush or uh, in, in the wake of Saddam's capture, or would you not vote for George Bush under any circumstances? And the results were 40% of the population said they were more likely to vote for Bush, 6% they were less likely, and I don't know why you'd be less likely to vote for Bush, but 6% said they would, but 54% of the people responding to the MSNBC poll said they would not vote for George Bush under any circumstances. Well, you can tell we, we don't like the current administration very much, and uh, I think with good reason. We're putting in a call to the people at uh, the Howard Dean camp to see if we might be able to get uh, Governor Dean to come on this program as the California primary draws near, and uh, I don't know, maybe, we'll see. Hope springs eternal. But uh, the other member of the Bush-Cheney ticket uh, might be worth uh, commenting on. Vice President Dick Cheney took some flack recently after he went to an exclusive country club in Pennsylvania and engaged in what are called these canned hunts. Dick Cheney apparently gunned down 70 pheasants in this staged hunt. They took apparently 400 pen-raised animals and then released them into the air and... Cheney and several other guests then banged away at them with their shotguns. Animal rights activists criticized Cheney for taking part in an open-air abattoir, unquote. Abattoir, of course, is a slaughterhouse, with the birds having no chance to get away. Cheney's spokesman, this is the part I like, Cheney's spokesman said the killed pheasants were donated to hunger relief charities, but he was unable to provide the names of the charities. Can't you just picture this down at St. Anthony's dining room? Hey, Billy Bob, would you like more pheasant under glass? All right, let's close with some lighter fare for this segment, shall we? Uh, Marilyn Vos Savant, reputedly the smartest person in the world, she had something like a 200-point IQ test score, does a column where she answers various questions. It's normally a pretty entertaining column. But at the end of the year, uh, I saw in Parade Magazine, she listed this column as this year's most dumbfounding questions, saying that uh, she saves them throughout the year, cherishes them, but doesn't know how to answer them. So she puts them all in one column at the end. Here are some questions that Marilyn Vos Savant, the world's smartest woman, could not answer. <laughs> okay. How many additional miles does an average passenger plane travel in a holding pattern in a year? And are these miles included in the frequent flyer mileage? If not, they should be. All right. Many pound cakes weigh 12 ounces. Why are they called pound cakes when they weigh less than a pound? <laughs> If the Grand Canyon were used as a national landfill, how long would it take to fill it up? <laughs> uh, let's see. This one from Pittsburgh, PA. How happy are larks, really? Uh, let's see. Why is baseball the only sport with players who spit? That's a pretty good question she couldn't answer. Uh, here's, here's, here's a good one. 
When scientists are measuring distance in space, do they add an extra light day for every four light years? <laughs> and maybe the best of all, why were most of the major Civil War battles fought in national parks? <laughs> when I visited Meteor Crater, Arizona, I remember so well there was a large diorama that uh, that showed where the crater was, and of course nearby was uh, Interstate 40, I think it is, that runs uh, runs through across Arizona. <laughs> the guy next to me was observing observing the uh, the billboard, remarked to his wife, "Look at that guy! Had just missed the highway." And in case you're wondering why that's funny, uh, Meteor Crater, Arizona, is 40,000 years old. There was no interstate highway at that time, as far as we know. All right, let's get out. Uh, let's get out with, with a quote from the Edmonton Journal of Comedian Rodney Dangerfield, as follows. My wife and I were happy for 20 years. Then we met. You're listening to Radio Parallax. I'm your host, Douglas Everett, and this is KDVS 90.3 FM. Davis, Sacramento.